Hi everyone, welcome to Huddle Home Office. I'm Mark Legier. Jason Gallant and Milan Theriot have dream jobs for those of us who have been mostly cooped up during the pandemic. They're traveling the province promoting small businesses and organizations in 104 communities as part of Love for Local New Brunswick's Electric Summer Social Tour. Huddle is a media partner for the tour. That doesn't mean I get to go along for the ride, but it does mean I can connect with them on the road and live vicariously through their adventures. On this special edition of Home Office, I catch up with them one morning as they're about to head to Drummond, near Grand Falls. Hi, Milan. Hi, Jason. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Great. Awesome. It's, it's been a month, so I'm so eager for us to catch up on your adventures over the last month. So uh, but let's start with where you are this morning. In a parking lot at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> We're on our way to Drummond, Drummond, Drummond so New Brunswick, yeah. which is just outside of uh, Grand Falls. So I'm in my RV, hanging out in the yeah. parking lot. <laughs> Jason, I I have a sense that that you've seen a lot of uh, Walmart parking lots in the last three months with your RV. Is that true? I, the tone of your voice suggests that. <laughs> not not as many. No, the, uh, New Brunswick has a lot of great campgrounds uh, that I've been able to stage at. So this is the first one. Oh, it is. It's the first. Oh, wow! Thing. It wasn't an overnight. It's just, just a right now. He's just waiting oh, for me. That's it. Just waiting. Yeah. For me. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was a. That saves me the question because I was about to ask about the cultural experience of camping in a Walmart parking lot, which is a culture, right? It, it, it's a thing. Um, there's actually quite. A, actually, Edmonton Grand Falls is one of those big spots because people come from Ontario and connect, and they sometimes don't have time to book a spot. You'll go to some camp or some WalMarts, and there's like 15, 20 RVs hanging out. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's own little campground. Yeah. Now it's October 1st, Jason, when you look out there now, are there, are there RV campers out there now? You know what? There is not very much <laughs> where I am. Oh, there's one. There's one. <laughs> I got a friend. The, the Walmart <laughs> camping season, uh, is, it may be Almost coming there. to an end in New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and where are you Milan? Well, right now I'm at a, I'm in Grand Falls. Uh, everything was booked for the Airbnbs, so I had to go in a, in a hotel. But I had so many great Airbnbs experience over the last month. <laughs> Crazy ones. So, yeah, that's where I'm at today. And I'm going to go see Jason and pick him up and go for our adventure of the day. <laughs> so where were you yesterday those are hard questions mark that's really good i'm <laughs> really coming in with the tough ones this morning <laughs> yesterday was perth andover which is yes. absolutely gorgeous perth andover and florenceville i i guess this time of year has probably been it's just beautiful the with the leaves changing um there are two spots that are on the saint john river absolutely gorgeous and they're just neat cute little town with amazing people oh <laughs> yeah now i'm going to test your short-term memory uh because uh, i know mine is poor if somebody <laughs> asked me what i did yesterday i'd be challenged to tell them and i know it's even more complicated for you guys because you're coming rolling in and out of towns and uh, what what did you do yesterday well um we did two of the town obviously yesterday was the uh national day of, of truth and reconciliation so there wasn't much of local business they all paid respect to that day and nothing was really open so we did have a great 
breakfast at a bistro uh, where we met uh, a fellow from uh, the reserve, the Tobik First Haven Reserve, Barry, who was incredible. I, mm. We probably could have stayed and talked to him all day. Uh, his stories of his life was was amazing. He actually went to school, uh, to high school, with Brian Mulrooney. He was he's about an age difference between my Brian Mulrooney. So he is from Perth, Andover, but they all went to high school uh, in Chatham, uh, just well, Miramichi. So he was laughing and made a joke that um, that he he saw Brian Mulrooney, a picture of Brian Mulrooney the other day, and they're only a year difference. He said, "I looked at him and I said I look way better than him." He said, "I may be 83 <laughs> years old." <laughs> but I still better than Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had some great stories about going to New York and just being amazed. Uh, this was back in the '60s where he went to work. Uh, I'm not sure what he did, but he said he just was amazed from coming from a town like Perth, Andover, that is so small, and going into this beautiful giant city with all the lights. Uh, he said he was amazed. So that was definitely our, our highlight of the day yesterday. Uh, we, like I said, we probably could have spent. Another three hours with with Barry yesterday. <laughs> and did you meet him? Was it over breakfast, or where did you meet Barry? Yeah, so we were having breakfast at the bistro, and uh, him and his daughter were sitting right behind us. Um, and we just kind of asked them. We started the conversation asking them like, "What local business should we go visit today?" And then that conversation just kind of rolled into Barry telling us stories <laughs> all morning. Yeah. So, Milan, what was your impression of your your conversation with Barry? Well, it was such a surprise. I mean, that's one of the best things is meeting random, like, people randomly like that. I mean, just me and Jason were there to highlight the restaurant. But out of the blue, you know, people of New Brunswick are, like, so friendly. And, you know, you just smile at somebody and they're going to tell you their whole life story, right? So, yeah, it was it was great. It was awesome. Um, yeah. He was there with with his daughter, and uh, we just love meeting, you know, new yeah. people every day and getting really to meet the local ones. And we get to meet the the owner of the bistro, the waterfront bistro, and uh, he's been there for like twelve years and huge experience. Um, he he studied. He had a, a restaurant in Fredericton before, and beautiful story there too. Um, yeah, just like every day is wonderful. And the day before, we went to Florenceville. I'd never been there before. I was like mind blown. It was like the best day ever again. Oh my God, we ate so much potatoes. <laughs> so you'd yeah. never been to Florenceville? No, I don't know why. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I didn't like realize how beautiful the St. John River was because I'm from the Acadian Peninsula. So the river does not go <laughs> all the way up there, but it's so <laughs> stop. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. It's like every little town just goes right by the river. So, oh, anyway, beautiful, beautiful restaurants, like incredible, beautiful places to stay. I stayed in a train overnight, so that's one of the last Airbnbs that I've been in, and it's like just like mind blowing yet again. Yeah, and where where was that train? It was right in Florenceville Bistrol. Um, <laughs> stop! I, it's French. <laughs> I love hearing your 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 French pronunciations of these names. It's wonderful. <laughs> it sounds much better. It's that like Florenceville sounds so much better pronounced like that. 
It does. So yeah, the Airbnb that we stayed, well, that I stayed in the train was Sham Rock Training and Suites. And um, yeah, they have like two full wagon. One is for, uh, one has like a king bed. It's more like the romantic side with a little uh, fireplace. And then the other one is for a full family with three beds, full, almost full kitchen. And uh, oh yeah, beautiful. It, it, it's amazing when you think, and I think back to our last conversation, that because of now the Airbnb culture, you have these very interesting uh, places to stay. I mean, you stay in the jailhouse, you stay in the train. Oh, no. Right? Like, it's it's very cool. And, and I mean, so I know some of these places are almost like almost like uh, hostels or, you know, small Airbnb, like sort of small B&Bs. But the Airbnb structure allows for this kind of diversity, right? Exactly. And another one also I stayed was like in the middle of the woods, like 10 minute drive in the dirt. And then you go to a gate, open the gate, and then you have your own little like heaven in the woods. Everything was brand new, like a full chalet, a full cottage, beautifully renovated and everything with the jacuzzi exterior shower close to Heartland was the best thing ever. I loved it. Yep. All kinds of experience like that. All through New Brunswick. And that I think that's what we're looking for is for the experiences, right? To get away from the house, but n- not driving like 12 hours to go somewhere else. I mean, New Brunswick has so much to offer on the experience side. And yeah. yeah. And, and Jason, your experience has been a little different because you spent more time in, in the RV. So in some ways, you guys have had a very different kind of experience in terms of you being more in, in campgrounds uh, and parking lots and, uh, and Milan being more in the, in the uh, Airbnbs and, and, and the bed and breakfasts and the inns and the hotels. So tell, tell me about you over the last month. What are some of the highlight campgrounds when you look back over the last month? Uh, yeah, there's, I, there's been a few, um, I, I did stay mostly in, in some, some Airbnbs and, and motels for the, Few, first few weeks after we left um it's only been the last couple of weeks i've been in, in the rv so we i'm here in woodstock my favorite favorite campground in woodstock is yogi bear um <laughs> which is weird for a, a grown man to be <laughs> yogi bear campground <laughs> by himself with no kids so good thing it's closed right now so i'm not there but <laughs> we did we did get a chance to chat with uh janet and i can't remember his name what a crazy story for them. Basically, they opened this campground, the Yogi Bear, straight out of high school almost when they were just young. Uh, so that was 40 years ago. And they've, they've built this campground that is just so cool with water slides and splash pads and, um, and, and the culture that they have there with their employees. They hire all students in the summer, which I don't know what their hiring process is and how they interview, but they, they seem to get the best kids to go there. So normally in the past, I would have gone there all the time with our family and our kids absolutely love uh, that campground. Uh, there's so many activities. And again, it's just the water parks and everything that's there. Um, and, and Janet, and I can't remember his name. They're just the most unbelievably nice people. Uh, and uh, we, we did get to highlight the campground, even though it was closed, we kind of kind of walk around and got some pictures with Yogi, but that is one of my, my, my favorites in New Brunswick for sure. Now, now I got to ask, did you go on the water slides, even though the kids weren't with you? No, again, thank goodness it was closed. It was, 
<laughs> uh, they, they actually shut down on, on uh, at the beginning of September. When, once the kids go back to school, I think they, they kind of shut her down. So I stayed in another campground in Woodstock, which was also equally as great, right on top of the, the hill. Great, great people there as well. Um, great setup, and it's close to everything in Woodstock. So beautiful spots. I've discovered this summer, but also over the just the last couple of summers, because we're sort of cottage people, the the campground culture in New Brunswick is quite is quite something, right? Like I, I this this summer visited friends who stay, and I can't remember the name of the park. It's it's in Sussex, and it's got I don't know like capacity for like two thousand people or something like that. Like I might have that number wildly wrong, but it's it's a very large number. But it's it's full of of campers that people literally have set there for the summer so it for the summertime they become communities right oh, i know and, so you must be talking about the koa i think with the the drive-in it might be yeah yeah that's a that's a great spot and great people and you're you're right these uh they become little cottage like country so it's like their cottages on wheels and people spend the summers there and it, it's like it becomes a little neighborhood and everyone everybody knows each other and there's always fires going to each spot and people come over and join and, and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great, great community for sure. And we visited a few campgrounds over the last month. And that's what I'm saying. There's less of like, there's like maybe 10 sites for the tourists like coming by, but most of it is like all people from New Brunswick or elsewhere that's staying put for, few weeks or months even and yeah it it does like do this little family community and people are so happy we met a lot of dogs that was great mm. <laughs> dogs days are my best days <laughs> we, we ended up in a debate with our our, our, our within our family because jack and i decided my son that we could quite happily be in one of these parks for the whole summer and uh i i'm not i'm not a i'm a, an introvert but but I just enjoy having a lot of people around me because then I don't have to go out and like seek those social situations. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I quite, you know, I found myself in one of the parks in Sussex, like standing because this guy had a big screen TV on his front outside his outside of his uh, trailer <laughs> where I could watch the just stand there and watch the baseball game with him. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> and then somebody else, somebody else in that park had a uh, like had a whole like outdoor dartboard set up. Awesome. Like just so those little cultural things about these parks that are really kind of interesting and the decorations that people put up, even though they're only temporary there for the summer, right? It's quite, it's quite fun. Um, so Milan, uh, uh, I realized that I didn't ask the right follow-up question. So tell me about your experience with dogs. <laughs> oh my God, the dogs. I miss my dog. So, but I'm a dog person. I'm yeah. an animal person. Jason knows it. Even if there's cows somewhere, we have to stop and talk to the cows. He's very patient. He's very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, and You're an course, animal lover. I am. Yes, of course. And uh, yeah, so we get to meet all kind of dogs. And they're all very sweet and understanding. And <laughs> I don't have a favorite dog that we met, I think. I love them all. Yes. Yeah, so see, I'm I'm a runner and a cyclist, uh, Milan. So you yeah. can imagine that I have a very different experience with them when I run on oh. rural roads in New Brunswick, or I cycle <laughs> yes. on rural roads in New Brunswick. Yes. 
I used to carry it. I used to, my friend and I did some long distance cycling and we would carry water guns. <laughs> That's great. The, the, the dogs were, we loved them. They were very enthusiastic, but they wanted to come along for the ride. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just like always keep water guns with us. <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell me about some of the other highlights over the last over the last few weeks. What jumps to mind for you? I, I have a, I have a couple. I'm going to go with my first one, and, and maybe Milena will, will get the other one. I don't know if she will. So we've noticed New Brunswick seems to have the world's <laughs> everything, whether it's the world's biggest lobster, the world's biggest maple leaf, the world's anything. Every town, the world's biggest axe. They have. Um, we've seen the the Florenceville is the oh we're playing charades okay um, we went to Florenceville which is the capital uh, of, for French fries of the world um, so all these places are crazy but so we go to Saint Stephen New Brunswick and literally had goosebumps as we walked in to the world's oldest basketball court. Oh. My God, like I, I, I can still feel the, the goosebumps right now. So if, I'm going to date myself to say, if you remember the old Heritage Moments commercials with the basketballs and the, the peach baskets, it had that same vibe. Um, it is so cool. It is not open to the public yet. So this is, uh, it's, it's a big project. And I think in the next two to three years, you're going to see this open up to the public and have a very basketball uh, Hall of Fame type feel to it, where people will be able to go visit uh, the, the court and see what it looks like. Um, it, it, it was an, it was incredible, and it's weird because when you see the building, you don't think there's a basketball court. You walk in this spot, I'd, kind of walk through these old places. You go up these stairs, and all of a sudden you're on top of, and you open these big, big doors, and in this here, this is this big court uh, that's been there for a hundred and I want to say twenty, hundred and thirty years, I think. Crazy, insane. And I think this is the one. Is this the one? I think there might have been a recent announcement about an investment in helping restore this that might have involved Frank McKenna. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, (laughs) super cool, and uh, it's going to make it's going to put St. Stephen and New Brunswick on the map for anybody that loves basketball. It's uh, it's quite cool. Just on the on like, if you're on TikTok, Mark, which I'm sure you are. Uh, the videos that we posted of that basketball court went 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 viral. We have, I think, seventy or eighty thousand views of, of people commenting, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is here! I want to come see it." Uh, so, pretty awesome. So, uh, a minute or two ago, uh, Jason made a reference to uh, playing uh, playing charades, and he was saying that because. Uh, of course, we can see each other, even though uh, listeners are just hearing us. And she uh, was in the background making, you know, gestures with her hands. And my favorite game. I love <laughs> the charades. <laughs> so, so you looked like you wanted to jump in there too, Milan. With with of uh, course. yes. Well, I don't know what second thing you were thinking about, Jason, but I think I know. Is it starting with an S? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if New Brunswickers know this, but the Sabians cymbales are made in New Brunswick. It is completely crazy. Just to be in that parking lot of that that place, just that is like, is a road trip to do, <laughs> really. Like, 
and they do tours like of course now with the covid they don't but uh we had the pleasure meeting one of the people working there she was so nice and she gave us like all the history and she even took out like one is it a symbol symbol am i saying it right symbol She took out one symbol, one Sabian symbol that was signed by all the members of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, come on, how cool is that? And she was like, oh, yeah, I have another one signed by Phil Collins somewhere in there. Like, what? So, yeah, that was like one of the highlights for me. Like, I can't believe this is international and it's right here in New Brunswick. So I can't wait till the COVID is not there anymore so we can get the full tour because all the like the schools around that Sabian um, manufacturer, the it's part of their like school activities to go to Sabian and just make the tour. But I mean, not not for me, not from north where I'm from. So I that was that there. was new for you. So for for New Brunswickers that actually don't know much about it, tell us about it. Where is it? Meductic. Yes. It's a small, small, small community. And really the the ones that made it there are not even from that area. It's just they fell in love with the place and they had that great vision of, you know, uh, make work for the people that stay there. And that's exactly what happened. So do you remember how many people work there? I think right now it's like... 60 to 80 people. That 60 are to 80 people. because, yeah, COVID, like, less people. But, I mean, it's just crazy. She was telling us how, like, you know, Japan is a huge place where Sabians go. And, like, even and every people that work there is, like, all, also, like, fans of the product and everything. So, anyway, it was just a big, 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 positive, beautiful thing that we have in New Brunswick that I know, like, a lot of people use all around the world and it's unique and beautiful and yeah. 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 And I mean, there are these instruments that have found them, found their way into the hands of, of the chili peppers and Phil Collins. Right. Exactly. I think Neil Rush. And I, I mean, every, if you, if you play drums, you know, Sabian symbols and I'm, I'm almost every drummer has at least one Sabian symbol, which is, it's mind blowing. That's in New Brunswick crazy and another one that's i want to know if you got to play are you are (laughs) either one of you drummers no i i I can play the drums i haven't played in probably 15 years but (laughs) oh wow i know i I can make sounds (laughs) you knew everything so you must be pretty (laughs) excited then jason to find yourself uh at sabian oh 100 percent uh 100 it was uh it was again. It was mind blowing. It's just. It's crazy. It was. I, I, again, I wish we could have got inside to see because I guess you can try them out and you can kind of see the whole process. Which we'll definitely have to go back and, and do that tour. Yeah, because you've been quite lucky in the last uh, uh, couple of months. Because I know, and we'll wrap up soon for sure. Because, but I'm curious to know your your impressions because it's now been a couple of months that we've started to open up. Now I know obviously we're again now in another phase of of COVID. Do you, how do you, how are you finding things moving from town to town right now? Obviously you're restricted in terms of getting tours of of facilities like that. Yeah, but I mean, for us, it's all good. We're double vaccinated. Like we can still go everywhere. I don't see, I mean, I mean, we were kind of, we knew we wouldn't have like the full tours of anything, but it's just 
keeping like uh, interesting for us to come back and uh, not giving it everything away to everybody to like you know to show all the videos and all the photos from everywhere so you know it's just like we're highlighting uh where to go and then we'll have to come back too <laughs> <laughs> well before i let you go why don't i get one more highlight from each one of you who wants to go first milan Oh, yes. I see your hand. I saw your hand go up. <laughs> I think, well, another, well, there's so many, but this one is really recent. So I guess that's why I'm going right there. But uh, the McCain, I mean, it's, it's another thing that's international. Like one in four fries all across the world is a McCain fry. And it's from New Brunswick. And we were in Florenceville uh, two days ago. And I mean, the building is like so big. It's incredible that it's right here in New Brunswick. And it's such a beautiful story, family story yet again. Um, and that's what I find about New Brunswick. It's a lot of family businesses that's still growing and like with the good like vision. And yeah, so the McCain thing, I, I bought a book. I had to read the book <laughs> about the potatoes, about everything. Um, yeah, so yet again, beautiful. It, they're in over 160 countries around the world. So anyway, just a beautiful thing yet again uh, right here in our beautiful province. Yeah. Are you a French fry person? Did you sample? We did sample because we went to the Potato World place and they have a restaurant there and I think everything on the menu has something to do with potatoes. So I had like this French fry charcuterie board with like six different sauces and you can like taste everything. And then Jason had a poutine and uh, I said poutine, not poutine. <laughs> I, I, I just love, I'm just, I can't help. I can't get past the fact that there's a French fry charcuterie board. Uh, this is, this I is. No, I could not. How New Brunswick. That. I know it's beautiful. I love it. How about you, Jason? Um, I mean, there's so many. Campobello Island was was unbelievable. Um, if you've never been, you need to make that trip. Uh, it, it's gorgeous, and uh, the whole. And if you do it, the thing is, is you need to do. Don't even when we open up to go to to the U.S. Don't do the U.S. trip. Take the ferries and go oh, through yeah. Deer Island because Deer Island is is equally as beautiful and just do the whole experience of taking those ferries and driving through those, those islands. Um, they're amazing. Uh, it's the FDR cottage there, which is a great history and uh, an amazing building. And the people there that gave us tours were so nice and so knowledgeable uh, about, about the island. Um, so it's, it's one of those that you have to do. Like, I know a lot of people like go to Grand Manan, but uh, Deer Island and Campobello should be on your, on your hit list for next summer. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I would love catching up with you. And, and I know that um, you're coming to the end of your trip, which which for me is very disappointing because it means I'm coming to the end of my chats with you, although we're going to have one more. Uh, what do the next few days look like for you? Well, we are in the northern west of the province. So we are doing the uh, like Saint-Léonard, Saint-André. We're doing Drummond. And then we go up toward Edmonston for Homadawaska. And then we do, uh, we finished a tour at Lake Baker, Lake Baker, which if you haven't been, it is beautiful. And I can't wait this time of year with the, the leaves changing is going to be just 
gorgeous. So I, I can't wait. It'd be a good way to end the trip. I still can't believe that. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe we did all that in New Brunswick. I'm still <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy. Most of the time I forget that I'm in New Brunswick, but it's, I feel like I'm on a full vacation, like away away from home. But it, it's all in our beautiful province. I can't believe it. Wow, there's so much to do. Like we, we've proven it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I know you're you're obviously very tired after a few months on the road, and are probably your families are looking forward to having you back full time. You're looking forward to that, but there must be a little bit of a little bit of sadness because you could just keep going, right? I know. I know. Summer's over. Summer's <laughs> over. But you guys have extended it and we appreciate that you've done that for <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. All right. Well, th- well, thanks a lot for chatting with me again. And I know we're going to talk again next month and we're going to go do a good debrief uh, on, on how the three months went. And I really look forward to that. But uh, have a lot of fun uh, for the last few days of your journey. Thank you so right, much, Mark. Mark. You've been listening to a special episode of Home Office. Thanks, Jason and Milan, for the great chat. Now, they're near the end of their journey, so we'll get a recap of all their adventures in a few weeks. If you'd like to listen to past episodes featuring Jason and Milan's travels around the province, search for Huddle Home Office on podcast platforms like Apple and Spotify.